Amen. One more time, would you look at somebody and just tell them, you look fantabulous. What is fantabulous is fantastic and fabulous at the same time. Amen. You look awesome, Impact Church 930 service. Amen. So good to see you. What an incredible anniversary we had last week. Amen. I want to appreciate everybody who serves here, everybody who considers this a church. This is a great church. Amen. Look what the Lord has done in a short four years. Amen. Well, Impact, as you know, we are in a very exciting message series titled... Well, shake somebody, tell them we're going to do that a little more louder. Come on. We are in a very exciting message series titled Focus. Well, last week was Focus Part 1. Please go back to our podcast and listen to that message. We laid a foundation, four things that you should do as we begin this season of focus. Amen. Somebody say amen. Well, today we're going to be talking about focusing on Jesus. Focusing on Jesus. One more time, I'm going to have you talk to your neighbor just one more time. But there will be a few more times. One more time for this portion of this service. Tell them Jesus is still the main thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's be reminded of that. Amen. So many things happening today. But Jesus is still the reason for everything. Somebody say amen. Uh, I had the opportunity of being on staff. Thank you, brother. I had the opportunity of being on staff uh, at the largest church in New England, Jubilee Christian Church. Uh, my bishop was senior pastor at the time. I love my bishop. Somebody say amen. I love this great church. And uh, I used to be in staff meetings at Jubilee because I was an associate pastor there. I was one of the worship pastors. I remember one day when my bishop was hosting this meeting and there was a guest there. The guest was a psychologist and uh, he brought in this guy to talk to us about how to care for our lives. And how, how amazing is my bishop to bring in a psychologist just to speak to us, right? Now, when my bishop was talking, I was attentive. When my bishop speaks, I'm always at the edge of my seat. I love that man of God. But if I can be honest with you, when the psychologist began to speak, he spoke in a monotone, and he was very soft-spoken. The moment he started to speak, I tuned out. <laughs> and uh, right there in the staff meeting, y'all know where I'm going with this, I went on my phone, <laughs> I went to something called Instagram, <laughs> and something called Facebook, don't judge me, because you've done this before. Some of you do it when I'm preaching. I bind that spirit in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I, was, I just started surfing on Instagram. And I had no idea that my bishop had gotten off of his seat to go use the bathroom or something. The next thing that happened was the most embarrassing thing in the world, Pastor Femi. I felt a tap on my shoulder. <laughs> And, uh, and I looked behind, and it was the bishop. And right there, I'm on my phone just scrolling. And how many of you know when you're scrolling and somebody catches you scrolling, you stop at the wrong spot? <laughs> I'm not even going to explain what the wrong spot is. <laughs> you don't stop at the right place. 
uh, Bishop, I'm interceding for this person here. <laughs> Praying for their life. <laughs> so, so Bishop tapped me on the shoulder and, and he just pointed at this guy, Dr. Sandy Kalkin. He just pointed at him. Bishop was saying, son, shift your focus. Go back to the main thing. Go back to the reason we're here. Shift your focus. I want you to smack somebody at the back of the head, look them straight in the eye, prophesy over them, and just tell them, shift your focus. <laughs> shift your focus. We live in a generation where we forget that it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. I love the word of God. Philippians 1.21. Paul says, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Can I, re can I remind someone in this place that we live for Christ? Somebody say amen. Which means everything we do is to bring him glory. Somebody say Amen. Everything I do, from the clothes I wear, the places I go, the hangouts I do, the entertainment I watch, everything I do is to bring him glory. Can I get some saints right here, right now, to give me a good amen? Somebody shout hallelujah. We live for him. And I also love the word of God, Acts chapter 17, 28. Paul says, for in him we live and move and have our being. In other words, we can't exist outside of him. Somebody shout hallelujah. So everything we do is for him. I want to remind someone in this place who's busy toiling and working. Can I remind you that Jesus is supposed to be enjoyed? Can I remind you that Jesus is supposed to be enjoyed? I pray with my wife in the mornings and we hug and we pray and she begins to pray for the kids and I, we begin to pray for our marriage. We begin to pray and then we always end the prayer by saying, Father, today, may we not work and miss your presence. May we not work so much and forget to fellowship with you. Uh, may we take moments in this busy day to stop and pause. And in just, just enjoy you. And when I pray this prayer, I start to feel a little bit sad because I remember the days when I served in ministry, when I worked for God, when I toiled and toiled and toiled and never just took a moment to enjoy him. Uh, like my bishop tapped me on the shoulder. I have a simple message today. I came to tap somebody on the shoulder and just tell them, refocus. Focus on the main thing. Jesus is still the main thing. Jesus is still the main thing. Life was meant to be enjoyed. Jesus did not save you so you can just work. Jesus served you. He saved you for relationship, for fellowship. Somebody shout hallelujah. Linton, yes, you got the cue. <laughs> Somebody lift up your hands right here, right now. We're going to enjoy the Father. Some of you, he misses you. <laughs> You've been working so hard for him that he's missed you. 
because you haven't taken a moment to enjoy him. Some of you have been working so hard dealing with issues, trying to stay, trying to keep that company afloat, dealing with family, that God is saying, Daddy God is saying, I miss you. You're supposed to enjoy me. I am still the main thing. Somebody can feel that tap on their shoulder right now. And it's daddy God saying, hey, look here. So lift up your hands. Close your eyes. Take a moment. Return back to the father. Enjoy him again. You're working too hard. You're wearing yourself out. Daddy God, I thank you. Thank you for relationship. You sent your son to die so we can have a relationship with a good daddy, with a good father. You allow us to sit on your lap, to enjoy your presence. So right here, right now in this sanctuary, we enjoy your presence. You sing songs of love over us. Songs that bring hope. Songs that bring joy and peace. So right here, right now, we enjoy your presence. Jesus' name. Come on, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Take a moment, take a moment. Some of you can't even do it, can't even do it. You're, you're waiting for the next thing. What, what's pastor going to do next? What's, no, no, no. This is real. This moment is real. We don't have to rush to the next thing. We don't have to run to the next thing. Practice to spend time with God. This is what gives you strength. Perfect in all of your ways. 
God, we enjoy you right here in this moment. It's all about you. We're returning back to you in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Come on, let's put our hands together. Celebrate the Father in this place. Beautiful anointing of God in this place. Hallelujah. Now, that wasn't planned. So now I have to go into my notes and shift some things for the remaining time. But how many people know in this church we submit to God? He is in charge of every service. Somebody needed that in Jesus' name. Come on, I need someone to shout in this place and celebrate Jesus. The anointing of God in this place. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. We've come to the season of focusing on Jesus. I quickly want to give you three things that happen when you focus on Jesus. Remember when Jesus was walking on the water. Peter focused on Jesus and he walked on water. Walking on water is not a product of skill and intelligence. It's a product of focusing on the master. Let me say that again. Walking on water is not about skill and intelligence. It's about focusing on Jesus. When Jesus said, Peter, come, when he speaks, you can walk on water. So when you focus on Jesus, number one, you will live a life of miracles. You will live a life of miracles. You will live a life of miracles. This is not just a message. This is a prophetic thing that God is doing in this season. God told me to tell someone in this place, if you choose to focus on Jesus in this season, not the problems, not the chaos, not the other stuff, that you will live a life of miracles. You've come to the most miraculous season of your life in Jesus' name, I pray. Come on, things will become easy in Jesus' name. You've come to your most productive and creative season in Jesus' name. Now, what is a miracle? Please write this down. A miracle is a trend-setting, groundbreaking result that is beyond human abilities. A trend-setting, groundbreaking result that is beyond human abilities. Come on. I declare that you've come into a season of groundbreaking results in the name of Jesus. Trend-setting results in the name of Jesus. This church is a miracle. Look at what God has done in four years. I declare that you will live a life of miracles in Jesus' name. The impossible will become possible in Jesus' name. The second thing that will happen when you focus on Jesus is that you will live a life of breakthroughs. A life of breakthroughs. What is a breakthrough? A breakthrough is a supernatural escape, an unexplainable victory over a plan designed to destroy you. A supernatural escape, unexplainable victory over a plan designed to destroy you. Listen, the storm was there to destroy Jesus and the disciples. But Jesus was walking right on top of the very thing that was supposed to destroy them. Not only Jesus, also Peter began to walk on the problem. He began to walk on top of the very thing that was designed to destroy them. I pray and I declare over you that in this season, everything that's designed to destroy you, you will walk on top of it in the name of Jesus. I declare that you've come to a season of breakthroughs in Jesus' name. If you keep your eyes on Jesus, if you keep your eyes on Jesus, 
you have come to a season of breakthroughs. Here's the other thing God told me he's doing in this season of focus. Is that you will live a life of divine separation. A life of divine separation. What is this? What is this? Please write this down. Divine separation is fast growth, acceleration, and results that set you far ahead from the majority. Oh, Jesus. Let me read that again. Fast growth, acceleration, and results that set you far ahead from the majority. You see, the 11 disciples are in the boat. And Peter is in the water. There's a difference. There's a distinction. There's a divine separation between Peter and the rest of the disciples. I declare in Jesus' name that in your workplaces, in your families, there's going to be a clear distinction between you and the rest as you focus on Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. Come on. I feel that in the name of Jesus. As you focus on Jesus. It will be divine separation. I know what I'm talking about. I have experienced divine separation. Somebody shout hallelujah. I declare in Jesus' name over you. Somebody say amen. Now, I'm a teacher of the word of God. Now, I just don't want to tell you what will happen to you when you focus on Jesus. Now, I want to teach you how to actually focus on Jesus. Right? How do we do this? How do I focus on Jesus? I want to teach you how to shift your focus. Like my bishop came and tapped me and shifted my focus. I want to teach you, I want to give you five principles how you can shift your focus. Somebody do that with me because it's just fun and it looks cool. Somebody just say, shift your focus. One more time, it's okay to have fun in church. Come on, somebody say, shift your focus. Some of you haven't been to the gym in a long time, so this is good for you as well. One more time, that felt good. Don't lie, that kind of felt good. One more time, shift your focus. In the book of Matthew, Matthew, I believe chapter 6, verse 9, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, Jesus himself begins to give us principles on how we can shift our focus. I love the word of God. The disciples say to Jesus, teach us how to pray. We all know the Lord's Prayer. We all recite the Lord's Prayer. I want to remind you that the Lord's Prayer was not designed just to be recited. It's a model for living. It's a prescription for how to shift your focus in life. Somebody say amen. So let's read this together out loud from verse 9 if it's on the screen here we go one two three go this then is how you should pray our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one amen Somebody shout amen. Out of this scripture here, we're going to extract five principles. Somebody shout five. David picked up five smooth stones to, to defeat Goliath. We're going to pick up five stones from this scripture. 
on how to refocus and shift. Somebody shout shift. So let's go here. Verse 9. Let's begin here. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Please write this down. Number one, that is called adoration. Adoration. And for those of you that haven't been in church a long time, don't worry. I got you. We're going to break this thing down for you. That's adoration. Let's go to verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is consecration. Number two is consecration. $21 word in the, in the kingdom of God, but we're going to break that thing down. Consecration. Give us today our daily bread. That is supplication. Somebody shout supplication. We're going to break that down. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. This point here, we're including other people, our debtors. The moment we, we bring other people into this prayer, now we're doing something that is called intercession. Somebody shout intercession. Intercession, not intersection, intercession. <laughs> we're going to break this thing down. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us from the evil one. That is protection. Somebody say protection. So let's say this five together. One, two, three, go. Adoration. One more time, real big. So let's break this down a little more. What's adoration? Adoration is simply praise. Somebody shout praise. Adoration is praise. It's praise. When you begin to praise God, we're going to break that down a little more. Number two, what's consecration? Consecration is surrender. Consecration is to surrender. Your kingdom come. You cannot say your kingdom come until you say my kingdom go. You, you can't say your will be done until you surrender yours. Your kingdom come. You cannot say your kingdom come until you say my kingdom go. So consecration is to surrender. Some of us, the thing we're going to do in this season to shift our focus is to simply yield. You're going you're gonna to go back to bed. You're going to sleep again when you simply yield to what Jesus is doing. Somebody shout hallelujah. That's consecration because, Father, remove my will. Remove my kingdom. Consecrate me. Take over. I surrender. Somebody say amen. Supplication. What is supplication? Supplication is petition. Supplication is to petition heaven. To petition is like to send in an application to heaven. Do you know you can send in an application for a husband? I'm going to say that at the 1230 service. They're going to shout louder than you. Do you know that you can petition heaven for a wife? Father, I'm sending in a petition. I want me a man. God, I want him to be 6.2 tall. Father, I love him dark and lovely. Father, I'm... I'm petitioning for six abs. Some of you are laughing, but you can be specific with your prayers. Come on. How many people know you can petition heaven? Give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. 
And daily bread is not just stuff, it's also wisdom, revelation. You're sitting in a boardroom, you don't know what to do, you need to make a decision. Father, I petition heaven right now to release knowledge and information that's beyond our time in the name of Jesus and solve this problem. You're shifting the focus. Somebody shout hallelujah. What's the next one? Intercession. Now intercession is to plead. Intercession is to plead on behalf of, to stand on the gap. Somebody say amen. Protection. Protection is to deploy. How many people know just like the president of America can deploy the army of America to fight on behalf of this nation. How many people know as long as you're in God's will, you can deploy the angels of God in Jesus' name. You can set them bad boys loose to fight on behalf of your family. Come on, I need somebody to lift up a shout in this place. In the name of Jesus, you can deploy the angels of God to fight on behalf of your marriage. On behalf of your children. God, I'm releasing ministering angels right now. My children in college are untouchable by the forces of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, no bully will touch them in the name of Jesus. I take dominion authority, no anxiety in my house, no depression in my house. In the name of Jesus, it's to deploy. So Jesus said, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He wasn't saying just recite this. He was saying, no, no, learn how to praise. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, I want to make this thing even more simple. What is to praise? To praise is to simply make Jesus big. To praise is to simply make Jesus big. So I want to teach you something. If you receive bad news, right, you receive bad news, you get a phone call. That phone call that shakes you to the core. They tell you, so-and-so-and-so has cancer. I'm talking about that kind of phone call. Uh, this child just went to the emergency. It shakes you to the core. It's family members. It shakes you. All of a sudden, that problem becomes magnified, and your entire focus is on that problem. Your entire pro focus is on that problem, like Pastor Zenzo was focusing on Facebook and Instagram. So how do you shift? You shift by beginning to make Jesus big. Somebody shout hallelujah. It's a weapon. You begin to make Jesus big. Now you're not making Jesus big because by you making him big, he actually grows big. He's already big. That's not for him. It's for you. <laughs> he was big before you got here. He holds the entire universe in his in his hands. It's amazing when people say, you know, God really came through for us. God, God just showed up. He didn't show up. He was always there. You just became more conscious of him. Somebody shout hallelujah. So in this moment when you get this bad news, you're terrified and the problem is magnified. So the first thing you need to do to tap yourself and shift is God, you're big. You're the creator of the universe. You're greater than cancer in the name of Jesus. Oh God, you're greater than cancer. Your name is high above every other name. In the name of Jesus, you begin to make God big. God, you're the creator of the doctor that just diagnosed this thing. Oh, hallelujah. 
You have created the universe. You are a big God. Father, I worship you. Can I have a few cents in this place? Help me praise God in this place. Come on. Adoration. God, we worship you. You are great in all the earth. You are greater than cancer. God, we glorify your name. In Jesus' name. You've been given a name. High above every name. At the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow. At the name of Jesus. Cancer should bow. At the name of Jesus. Sugar diabetes should bow. God, we glorify you. We worship you. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come among the gods who is like you. Oh God, we glorify you, the Lord of hosts. Then you begin to shout his names. You are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You are Jehovah Shammah, always there, always present. You are Jehovah Sinkanu. We worship you. You begin to make him big. What's happening? We are shifting our focus. Hey. Hallelujah. Did you, did, you, did you feel that tap? Did you feel that tap? We just shifted from the problem to the bigness of God. And can I tell you this? When you make God big, your problem becomes small and small and small and small. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So what's the second one? It's consecration. It's to surrender. It's to surrender. The other, the other day, just this week, I was having a beautiful, intense fellowship with my wife. You got that. <laughs> so, so, so she's saying something to me. I'm saying, honey, no, I really feel like it should be this way. No, honey, it's, no, I don't think so, honey. I think we, oh, honey, you know, that just keeps going. Back in the days, that would start World War Thirteen. I promise you that. Back in the days, clothes would be flying in the house. Y'all don't want me to be real up in here. So in that moment, I said to myself, okay, this is getting escalated. So I excused myself nicely. I go to the bathroom. And I sit in the bathroom. I said, God, what do you want us to do about this? Do you know what I just did? I just shifted the focus. From the argument, it didn't get to that point quite yet. Back in the days, that would be terrible. But I shifted right there and said, God, what do you want us to do about this? And God said, son, she's right. I want you to yield. I said, Jesus, child. Devil is a liar. Is that, is that you or the diablo? God says, no, son, she's right. I want you to surrender. I want you to yield. So I go to her. I say, honey, I love you. I didn't say you're right yet. No, no, no. I just gave her a kiss. She's no, the kiss explains what we're doing. And the day was good. Back in the days, I'd focus on the argument, focus on her. The more she talks, I'm getting, you know, the, the Zulu in me, the Zulu blood is boiling. And that day, the entire, and then don't talk to each other for the whole week. It's a mess. So in that moment, let your kingdom come. Let my kingdom go. 
Let the pride go. Come on, somebody. Let the selfishness go. Let your kingdom come. What just happened? We just consecrated ourselves. We just consecrated ourselves. Number three, supplication, petition. Someone say amen. I find myself many times in a situation where I don't know how to fix this. Can I remind you that being a senior pastor doesn't mean I know everything? Can I remind you that it's a good thing to know that you don't know everything? Yes. <laughs> I go to bed like a newborn baby because I don't have to solve every problem. Give us today our daily bread. Give me today the revelation that's going to crack this code. Give me the wisdom that's going to solve this thing. And so we're not going to meditate on this problem, dwell on it regurgitate we're going to ask you for wisdom and I thank you in advance for the wisdom that you're giving me right now in Jesus name and by the way I'm going to go to bed right now because I have the assurance that you're fixing it even while I sleep come on somebody hallelujah somebody shout hallelujah and then intercession intercession I saw on Facebook this week that my music professor's son went missing. His name is Jedediah. I also got news from a friend of mine, great pastor from this region, Anthony Milas, that his son Cody was in a situation, a medical situation. So, if I can be honest with you, when I, when I saw that Jedediah is missing, the imagination, imagination right that hits you right away I mean I'm picturing the worst stuff in that moment I speak it out loud with my wife I said let's pray for Jedediah what are we doing we're pleading on behalf of that family to God we're standing on the gap to God because I can picture I can picture his mother in turmoil at this point I can picture the fact that though they're godly they can't even have the strength to pray for themselves so what do we do? We begin to stand on the gap. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. That's intercession. And then I sent a text to Pastor Femi. I said, Pastor Femi, would you please include Cody in your prayer? What's that? It's intercession. We're standing on the gap. Someone say amen. For some of us, when we receive news like this, we feel bad. We feel sorry. And then that burden is transferred upon us. The Bible says, cast your burdens upon who? Upon Jesus, not you. You cannot carry burdens. You've not been designed to carry burdens. Some of you can't go to sleep because you're carrying everybody's burdens. Your mother's burdens, your father's bills that he can't pay. This, everybody's problems are on you. You've become Jesus Christ of Boston. No, no, no. You stand on the gap. You, you, you shift. Tap, tap, tap. And shift. Somebody shall shift. And then right there in that moment, we transitioned to protection. Deployment. I said, God, I am deploying a legion of angels to encompass around Jedediah. 
Wherever Jedediah is, little 13-year-old boy lost in the night. They couldn't find him. Father, we pray angels to encamp us around Jedediah in Jesus' name. Surround Jedediah in Jesus' name. Wherever he is, Father, we pray. We deploy the angels of God. Father, release Jedediah today in Jesus' name. We began to pray. Hallelujah. Good news. I saw another post the next day. Jedediah found. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody praise God. Somebody praise God. Some of you are thinking right now, what a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. We prayed. The church was praying and God responded. Somebody shout hallelujah. God responded because we prayed for Jedediah. They found him in downtown, about 10 miles away from his home. He had marks on him. He said, I don't remember how I got here. It seems like some people had picked him up, beat him up a little bit. But I believe because we deployed the mighty angels of God, they had to let him go and run away. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, our time is up. Please stand if you can. Impact. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, Impact, listen to me. We are in this 40, 30 days. Maybe we should do 40. 30 days of focus. How many people still have the booklets? We gave away booklets last week. Please pick up another one today. If you didn't get one, please pick up one. Thank you. If you didn't get one last week. And, and this is what I want you to do. There's a place that says worship for five minutes and then there's a place that says pray for five minutes every day right somebody say every day one more time every day so i want you to pray in this order please put up those points again i want you to start with adoration and and then go to what consecration what's the third thing supplication you guys are good students what's the fourth one intercession what's the fifth one I'm so glad you guys did it without the screen. <laughs> one more time, one more time. Adoration. So every day, every day, every day, wake up in the morning and just begin to praise God. God, I praise you. God, I worship you. You're good. Come on, I need a few people to just join me right here, right now. You're good. You're worthy. Thank you for this day. Thank you for waking me up today. I glorify you. You're incredible. You're awesome. You're great. You've created the universe. You've put air in my lungs. I work. Just adoration. Then transition to what? Consecration. God, I surrender to you. I surrender my will. I quiet my spirit. Those things that you want me to give to you, I give them to you now. You're good. I trust you. I don't have to do it my way. Your ways are, your ways are better. So I, I'll do it your way. I surrender. Then transition, right, to supplication. Give me today my daily bread. Give me wisdom today. I need wisdom. I need insight today. God, help me. And then transition to intercession. Father, I pray for my mother. God, I pray for my cousin who needs salvation. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray today. Visit him. Change him in the name of Jesus. Then transition to protection. Father, I deploy your angels in Jesus' name. As I drive to work, I am protected. As my children drive, as my children go to school, as my wife does what she... Father, I release your angels in the name of Jesus.
You can do that for an entire hour. Because you're doing it God's way. You can be lost in just praise itself for 30 minutes. I've done it. And then you can transition into consecration and begin to yield and all this. You could do that for another 20 minutes. You begin to enjoy prayer and refocus your day in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Jayla. Thank you, Jesus. You can't leave a place like this without saying yes to Jesus. What you feel right now, that's the presence of God. That is His presence in this room. That conviction. I'm going to shout one, two, three. When I shout three, I want you to throw your hand and say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus today. Today. Here we go. One, two, three. 